There's a hundred or more episodes of this kid's show. It's somebody's job to recap it. But the obvious problem for our group of co-hosts is going on too many tangents. Like maybe watching TikToks and Cordon me Yummy or finding all our superpowers. Mentioning the times that Candace can test lit or playing a game for an hour. Giving nosy points, going to Twitter, laying some kind of egg. Reading and studying, running like Naruto, or that's a fake when a pig. As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to say before this show is done. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, pod, is gonna have some fun. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, pod, is gonna have some fun. Mom! Felipe, Will, and Navi are making a podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What You Doing, our favorite, or currently the only Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. But with the recent news, maybe we will have competition in the game finally. Wow. Uh, I am, I am uh, one of your hosts. My name is Will Davis. Uh, I am here with the great and credit Navi. Navi, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I'm okay with competition. It's good for the economy. We don't want uh, to monopolize the Phineas and Ferb podcast space. Yeah. Uh, so what what we're referring to, if you haven't seen the news, uh, you're in luck. Also, we're in luck because they, you know, they kept us going for another year uh, with this with this recent announcement. So they they announced that they're not really rebooting Phineas and Ferb, but just like doing a couple more seasons. Uh, so they're going to be making 40 more episodes of Phineas and Ferb across two seasons. That's, that's at least a year more of podcast for us. Yeah. Or more depending on the pace we have. Right. (laughs) At at least a year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It Uh, probably will be closer to two years. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Felipe is gone. He is in Brazil right now on vacation, enjoying his life. Uh, so send well wishes to him and and happy vacation. We are going to try and keep this boat afloat uh, as we talk about make play and Candace gets busted. Broad thoughts, Navi, what do you think of these episodes? I really enjoyed these two episodes, especially Candace gets busted. I remembered it from when I initially watched Phineas and Ferb with my brother. Mm-hmm. I think it works even better now than it did back when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. we can get into that later. Yeah, I I agree. The first one, the first one was a pretty good episode. Candace mm-hmm. gets busted. I was I was laughing a lot, and I was I was unprepared for it. I like the title. Candace gets busted is very like like clickbaity, uh, but I <laughs> I uh, did not uh, uh, remember anything about this episode and was pleasantly surprised. It was it was very fun. Mm-hmm. kind of surprised uh, this wasn't the season finale or was it and maybe um, we're just yeah yeah I, after this i mean it, it kind of effectively is the season finale as far as like regular episodes go the other mm-hmm. two episodes we have after this are uh summer belongs to you which i think is a four-part episode it's oh. it's it's split into it's split into two separate things on disney plus but both of those things are like 25 minutes long. Okay. Um, so I, I think that was an episode that aired over an hour on Disney Channel. Uh, and then the last one is Roller Coaster the Musical. Um, okay. So th- this is really the last one that was like sort of 
procedural two halves of an episode type of thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, you want to get into make play? Sure. Um, so in my notes, I just combined both the Phineas and Ferb Candace and the Doof and Perry plot because they kind of intersect. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll just go uh, through the episode as is without splitting the two uh, plots up here. Sure. So uh, the episode starts off um, by the boys deciding to make a giant jukebox after seeing the one their dad has. Um, and it, this was like pretty funny, I'd say, with Lawrence being like uh, playing a, a song. And um, <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a, it was a very British song. Yeah, it was very British. And then he's like, I'm going to put this back into the antique store or whatever. Um, meanwhile, there's a princess who looks just like Candace, who's in town for the new Danville Opera House unveiling. Um, then we go to Perry, and he's tasked with keeping her safe from doofenshmirtz, as Major Monogram thinks he's trying to disrupt the ceremony. And this bit with Carl and Major Monogram was very funny. Yeah, he has he has like the uh, um, he, he, he said, you know, this princess is coming to town. She looks just like a teenage girl in a crown. So he tells Carl to pull up a picture of a generic teenage girl. Um, and, and it turns out he pulls up a picture of Candace. And he's like, oh, no, put a crown on it. And it's Candace in a crown. And then Carl's like, oh, no, I actually found the picture. And it switches to a picture of the queen or of the princess. But the princess looks like Candace in a crown. So mm-hmm. it looks like the same picture. It's very funny. Yes. It's less funny when I explain their joke. It's it's a real visual gag, and we are not a visual medium. Unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> I I liked liked the bit. Me too. Um, so Candace and Princess Baldagundi Baldagundi, I'll just call yeah. her the princess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they meet up in the mall and uh, after a brief conversation, they decide to switch lives for the day because Candace is tired of doing everything and the princess is tired of doing nothing. So we got a real princess and the popper situation going on here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it, Candace is getting her her princess and the popper moment. And and yeah, that's that's sort of her whole deal this entire episode. And I, I thought it was very fun. Candace is a princess made me laugh quite a bit. It was. Uh, she would just clap and she would immediately, uh, she was like, oh, I want an x-ray of a three-legged kangaroo. And they gave mm-hmm. the, her an, an x-ray of the kangaroo and also just three legs. And I'm like, where did they get the legs from? Yeah, they were like three did mannequin legs. Them? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't catch that they were uh, mannequin legs at first on the rewatch. I'm like, okay, no. they were just like a bunch of legs that they cut off. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the bit whenever uh, she was like uh, she asked she asked one of her servants to bring in like a bucket of gold uh, and and like spread it on the ground and she was just running through the gold coins. Mm-hmm. She was like, "What am I doing? I'm you know I get to be a princess and I'm just running barefoot through a bunch of gold coins." Yeah, I'm sure she didn't like, pocket oh, those. Yeah, yeah, I, I would like, have. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the same thought. Um, all right. So Candace is enjoying her life as a princess while the princess is enjoying, is excited to work on a jukebox with the boys. And it's funny because Ferb's like, she has a distri- distinct uh, Drusselstein accent and Ferb's or Phineas is just like, okay. <laughs> um, she also scares off Buford, which is very funny. Yeah. 
Uh, so meanwhile, Doof is in his dirigible, which is also known as Blimp, and captures pairing using a claw machine. And this is where we get his tragic anime backstory, where we learn Doof used his entire year's allowance, which was just a three-cent coin, to get a teddy bear from a claw machine for his mom, who then immediately gives it to Roger, who in turn writes his name on the bear and on his mom's shirt, and then on claiming, his mom. them, <laughs> claiming them both as his own and ostracizing Duke from the family. What do we think about this tragic anime backstory? It was it was one really funny. Uh, two, Roger's got some issues. Uh, <laughs> writing his name on his mom, I think, is the one the one step too far. Yeah, I mean, but he's also like what a four year old, five year old. Yeah. If he was doing this now, like in what, his 30s, 40s, that would be an issue. <laughs> so as revenge, Doof is going to use a giant claw machine to take away Roger's new opera house so that Roger can feel what Doof felt in that moment. Um, and he also captures Perry in the claw, but Perry escapes and then they fight over control of the claw machine. Uh, going back to the backyard, the jukebox is complete and the boys are looking for bands to include in it, including Love Handle and Jeremy and the Incidentals. Great callbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the princess meets Jeremy and thinks he's cute, so she calls and asks Candace how to pronounce his name. And then Candace is like, uh-uh. And she's <laughs> like, I want my old life back. And then rushes like, back to the house. <laughs> she said, which cute boy with the guitar? <laughs> Um, so Candace, uh, gets back to the backyard. She sees the giant jukebox and then runs and tells Linda both about the jukebox. And also, I guess, about the doppelganger, too, even though that wasn't a Phineas and Ferb thing. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, while she does that, the princess calls her attendants to take, uh, to, or no, the attendant go shows up to take the princess to the unveiling. And Doof takes the giant jukebox from the backyard and then drops it onto the opera house as the princess is giving her speech. And of course, they're, by the time Candace gets back, both of them are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the princess asks uh, Jeremy's band to play a song for them, uh, which in turn upsets Doof because he ended up making everyone happy, including Roger, which is the exact mm-hmm. opposite thing he wanted to do. Um, and then Perry's back in the backyard when the boys return and they're trying to figure out where the jukebox is. And that's basically the end of the episode. So what yeah. do we think about that? I like how uh, the, the claw machine or the giant claw was like made up of claw machines. Very like, mm-hmm. like Voltron <laughs> style. Yeah, that was great. Now, this was this was a very, very fun episode. I, th- I think it was very lighthearted the whole time. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the backstory was great. The song, well, uh, the I guess the song in the jukebox was new. The song that Jeremy played, we we had heard before on the on the Do Nothing Day, which I think was one of our least favorite episodes. Um, yeah, I, I that tracks. But I think I think this that song worked better as a callback here than it did in its original in its original moment. Yeah, I remember when we recorded that episode, I was not a fan of the song, but here I was like, oh, I actually like this. So I don't know if my Mm. tastes have changed in that month's span or whatever, but uh, I think it's the context. I think I think the context matters. Yeah, exactly. But I'm surprised that like I know this song in the beginning was like new, but like we didn't have a full on like, I guess, like musical montage 
that we usually mm-hmm. get in the episode. And usually though the episodes that don't have those are we don't typically like, but I still like this mm-hmm. in spite of it. Not yeah, I, I I think I think we didn't really need it here. I think I think mm-hmm. the the music was uh sort of still like integral to the plot here, but mm-hmm. uh uh I don't remember what music is diegetic versus non-diegetic. But this right. is the one where, you know, they use music a lot, but, you know, all the characters know it's music, too. Um, so this, this was good. I really, I really liked this episode. Me, too. Are, are we doing musical breaks or is Felipe? I will, uh, I will figure it out. I think I might be editing this episode, so okay. I will figure that out later. If we are taking a break, it will be right now. First of all, it's not a party, but if it were a party, it would not be their party. It would be my party. Candace party, Candace party. It's not a party, it's an intimate get-together. Candace party, Candace party. Don't call it that, it's just a get-together. Candace party, Candace party. Don't spill your drink, don't drop your food, don't make the music in the house go boom. Hey, don't use my mom's good scissors, and please stay out of my room. Take your feet off the chair, no running in the house, put a coaster under that drink. Hey, these tchotchkes aren't for juggling, and that's a toilet, not a sink. It's not a party, it's an What? I'm sorry, I can't hear you over Candace's intimate get-together. Hey, what's this in this fishbowl? I said don't play with the remote. Hey, close the door. Were you born in a barn? Which one of you brought this goat? It's not a party, it's an intimate get-together. Candace party, Candace party. Don't call it that, it's just a get-together. Candace party, Candace party. It's like an I to the N to the T-I-N-A-T-E get-together. What? I to the N to the T-I-N-A-T-E get-together. That's right. It's not a party. And we're back, or not. And we're back. I don't know. Did we ever leave? That's for future me to decide. Uh, That's for God to decide. (laughs) (laughs) For Rachel Riley Villegas to decide. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But it was fun. I I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very excited to. Yes. Have you watched the uh, international versions of it or not? No, I, I... I'm still only like halfway sure of what the format of the show even is. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I gather it's kind of like mafia. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, we are talking about Candace gets busted. Another very fun episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, so in this episode, Candace, uh, so uh, L- Linda and Lawrence are going to, uh, another antique convention. I think it was the, she said antique showerhead convention. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I do like how like more outrageous all of the different antique things that Linda and Lawrence go to are. It was definitely something I never picked up on as a kid, but now that we are regularly talking about this show, uh, they're always antiquing. That's all they do. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I thought they were like unemployed or something, or did mm-hmm. something very different or like that uh linda was a stay-at-home mom or something but no Mm -hmm. it turns out they own an antique shop um also i really like that uh linda's like are you're not gonna wear that on the plane are you and then (laughs) lawrence is like well we're not on the plane yet so it's fine (laughs) uh so they're going to the antique convention they tell candace that she's in charge um candace asks if she can have her friends over and they said sure but don't throw a party 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's, you know, it's not going to be a party. It's going to be an intimate get together. It's just wow. Stacy and Jenny coming over. Uh, it's it's just going to be us. We're going to watch movies. It's going to be fine. Uh, and then it, it sort of escalates to more people keep getting invited to this thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Jenny, Jenny invites her cousin, Sarah, who uh, I think I saw was voiced by Sophia Bush. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is. She is voiced by Sophia Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, Have we met the cousin before? Because they made it seem like we had met her before, but I don't remember. Uh, so the the wiki says that she was like in the background of a couple other episodes. Okay, well, well so it, it says in the background of a couple other episodes, but the episode that she's in the background of is the one we're watching next week. So okay. even though the the wiki says that her first appearance is in the episode next week, this one is coming first. So I don't know what the deal is. Um, yeah, maybe they just switch the the production with the airing mm-hmm. number. They tend yeah. to do that sometimes. Yeah. But this this is the only episode where she has a speaking role at all. Um, so the last we're gonna hear of Sophia Bush. Uh but but uh Stacy gets a call from from Coltrane, who's in Jeremy's band. So they invite Jeremy and the incidentals come over in, in so Jeremy and Coltrane and the whole band came over. Um they start playing a song because you know Jeremy said that he wrote a new song we don't get the the same song that he played in the last episode uh mm-hmm. and i guess once once they start playing the music people can uh hear hear the music and they come in and they're like oh this is a party at, at phineas and ferb's house uh and it, it, it just keeps more and more people keep showing up to the party uh the, there's a very funny song where everyone's singing about how this is a phineas and ferb party phineas and ferb threw a party and then Candace gets upset and she's like, well, for one, this is not a party. And for two, if anyone threw a party, it's me. Uh, so they start singing that it's a Candace party. And she's like, way no, to take your own grave. Okay. It's not a party. It's an, it's an intimate get together. And the, the part when she's singing about intimate get together made me laugh a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, uh, Doofenshmirtz, uh, well, first, the way that uh, the the Doof and Perry plot starts, uh, I I laughed a lot at this too because uh, Perry is like going through all the the transport tubes, but they they got mixed up, so he just lands right in Doofenshmirtz's lair while he's getting briefed by Major Monogram. Yeah, on his like little <laughs> Apple Watch thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Major Monogram is explaining the thing to him, and Doofenshmirtz is like interrupting monogram and like saying his own plan back to Perry. Hi. Uh, he's like, no, I, I wanted to brief him this time. <laughs> uh, it was a little argument between, between doof and monogram made, made me laugh quite a bit. Yeah. These are, these are two really good monogram episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's a really like, this is such a good, uh, uh, petty doof plot too. Uh, because he had he had been using his uh, building uh, to look out the window at this nearby drive-in movie theater and watch movies for free at the drive-in movie theater. Uh, but someone built a tall condo in the way, so he can't see the the screen anymore. Um, but instead of moving his chair to another window where he could see it, he built uh, the go-awayinator. 
that would mm-hmm. remove the tall building and just send it somewhere else. <laughs> uh, and it, 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 it would get sent somewhere else based on uh, this like color wheel. And you like spin this wheel for uh, uh, to see where the thing would go of, of like, it was like a wheel of undesirable locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so he, he is going to uh, fire the go away anator at the uh at the at the building uh but he misses the building and instead of hitting the building he hits the Candace party uh and and the Candace party gets gets teleported um to the undesirable location that is my pants <laughs> <laughs> and he's just got the whole the whole party in his pants <laughs> uh, like all of the people it's, it's a really funny visual and he, he does this whole bit about how like you know oh, I, I got the, the undesirable location wheel mixed up with my laundry wheel Yeah, and he, he like does an impression of the laundry wheel <laughs> <laughs> I mean between this and the intimate get together there were a lot of innuendos this episode <laughs> yeah definitely um and so so uh, the the party goes away, uh, and and uh, Candace is uh, thinks she's benefiting for once from this divine intervention that always uh, gets the boys' stuff to disappear. Uh, mm-hmm. So when when the parents get home, she's she's really kind of kind of proud and uh, like like almost like like uh, uh, cocky to her parents of like oh you see I had I was here the whole time and, and everything was just fine. Um, and then uh, Doofenshmirtz has a reverse switch on his go away anator to get the stuff out of his pants. Uh, and then the party shows up behind Candace and she does the whole like, oh, it's right behind me, isn't it? And the party's back and then she gets busted. Well, Grounded that's what week. she gets. Well, yeah, that's what she gets for refusing Phineas and Ferb's offer of like, making snacks for her yeah they, they i forget they, they offered like a like a nacho cheese fountain or a um there was a guacamole something and a mustard so i need to i need to look at the transcript of this episode oh okay he, he says a, a nacho launcher or a dip fountain or a wasabi slide or a mustard go round <laughs> Ooh, i would be into the mustard go round must i I'm not I'm I'm trying to get more into mustard. I'm generally not a big fan of mustard. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of yellow like French's mustard. I do say mustard is disgusting. Um I did yeah, have mustard on my corn dog did. yesterday, but it was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I do I do I like a good a, deli mustard though. Yeah, deli, Dijon. Like I really mm-hmm. like mustard that has like a tinge of like sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Honey mustard, a honey mustard go around. I would I would be into that. Yeah, I think of these. I'm I'm most into the nacho launcher. Yeah, the nacho launcher is pretty based. Yeah. Um. So the episode ends. Doof's pants have been totally stretched out because he had a party in in them for a long time. <laughs> uh, and then uh, so whenever all the people leave, Perry like uses Doof's pants to tie him up. Uh. So Vanessa shows up at home and and. Doof is tied up in his own pants. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? I'm not even surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna ask. Uh, 
the sentence he says is uh, uh, a platypus a platypus tied me up in my own pants. And then Vanessa's like, how did I get to the point in my life where that's not a strange sentence anymore? <laughs> and then Doofenshmirtz does like the same voice he was doing the laundry wheel. He's like, I'm your daughter. I will stop being sarcastic. Yeah, this was a great Doof episode. Uh, okay, the other the other uh, undesirable undesirable locations were Stonehenge, Burbank, and my pants. I landed <laughs> on my pants. I was a big fan of this episode. This this was very fun. Me too. Is this Not... Burbank, California? Probably. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, so I don't know what would make it undesirable. Yeah, also, not... Stonehenge is a tourist trap, right? Or a tourist destination, I should say. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, any any final thoughts on these on these two episodes before we get into feedback? No, this was a great week for episodes. Uh, I thought so too. We were, yeah, we were a bit on a roll lately. Really, a uh, sad one for Felipe to miss. Yeah, his girl Candace got busted. Yeah. Um. So feedback, uh, Felipe gave us a couple of discussion questions. Um, who is your celebrity doppelganger according to you or others? Do you have a uh, do you have a celebrity lookalike? Well, I mean, who's like the one Indian or South Asian actor? Mindy Kaling, I guess her by default. <laughs> People are not happy with Mindy Kaling these days. I have to get I have to get uh 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 Felipe's take on the new on the new Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. It's as if she is like the only one in the writers' room doing everything, and definitely not all the other people and execs that she has to answer to. Is definitely right. all her. <laughs> right. Um, I do. I am excited to see Sam Richardson as Shaggy, though. He is. He is one of my Me favorite too. people. Me too. Um, I guess in terms of other celebrity people. I guess um, the actress who plays uh, Davy in uh, mm. Never Have I Ever. Maitreyi Ramakrishnan? Yeah. I think is her name. Yes. Also, Amrit Kaur from Sex Lives of College Girls. I'd probably cool. say she's the most because mm -hmm. we're both Punjabi and mm. sick, I'm assuming. And she's from mm -hmm. Canada. So there you oh, go. Oh, cool. There you go. The trifecta. Yes. I don't know that I have one. I people one guy, whenever uh, like and and I was a a teen at this point. One guy when I was a teen said Jeremy Renner, and I don't agree. Um, yeah, it's Waluigi. But uh, <laughs> with the, uh, I, I I don't know if anyone has. Uh, oh, actually, uh, the the kids at my apartment complex who bully me. Uh, they tell me I look like uh, the uh, Jim Carrey as as Doctor Robotnik. How have I not heard about the kids who bull bully you? <laughs> oh yeah, there 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 are some kids at my new apartment complex that uh, uh, they're they're probably about and 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 it's all girls and they're probably mm -hmm. uh, ten or so. They're they're medium kids. I, mm -hmm. I'd say they're about ten years old. Uh, and one time they and, and it's all because of the mustache. One time they asked me if I was Mr. Beast and how many Teslas I had. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, another time, they I, I came out of my apartment and I was wearing a blue shirt. And they were like, oh, it's it's Sonic Guy. Sonic Guy? Is it because I'm wearing a blue shirt like Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, okay, yeah. No. I think I've heard this one. And yeah. I said, no, you look like the bad guy from Sonic. <laughs> like, oh. uh, so I guess, I guess the... Anyone with a mustache, according to these kids. But then also, uh, over whenever I was I was uh, back in Oklahoma for Christmas, I I went to uh, Taco Bueno, my favorite uh, Tex-Mex fast food chain, and mm-hmm. I I ordered a Taco Bueno, and then right after I ordered, the person at the at the cash register turned around to the people in the kitchen, and they said, "Hey, what's that guy's name? The bad guy from the Sonic movie." <laughs> <laughs> so, so i guess you're I, just dr robotnik yeah yeah i guess jim carrey as dr robotnik is is my my celebrity doppelganger mm-hmm. um uh felipe also asked what's your go-to jukebox song hmm total eclipse of the heart i guess i mm. guess that's more of a character. someone someone hands you the ox what's what's the one song you you put on to like really uh liven up the mood Ooh, the one song I would say. Could you go first? I need to think about. Yeah, this. mine is "Get Down on It" by Cool and the Gang. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's solid. Um, I think "Lala" song, uh, by Bob Sinclair and mm. people from the Sugar Hill Gang that were a part of, of mm. that song. That's a really good. Sugar uh, Hill Gang is 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 pretty good. Uh, like like vibe music, like party music, kind of. Yeah. Like, uh, get people get people in the mood to dance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Get down on it by Cool and the Gang is the one that I you know, it it is like I like the song enough that it became my my sign off on on everyone and their brother. So I say get your back up off the wall at the end of every episode <laughs> because of Get Down on It by Cool and the Gang. Wow. How are you gonna in do it if of... you really don't want to dance? Oh wow. Well, I would say in terms of Phineas and Ferb songs, obviously my hottest friend is number one. Uh, and uh, what other good party songs? There's yeah, a we, lot. We we can segue this into into talking about the songs in this episode. The yeah. Candace party song, I I had a lot of fun with the Candace party song. It's good, like crowd music to like to like get them to holler back at you. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. It was it was apparently voted number ten on the musical clip tastic countdown that we're going to talk about soon wow it did give me big like uh uh maybe just because the name of the song was uh candace party it gave me big like aaron carter aaron's party vibe yeah yeah i was thinking that too actually i'm glad you brought that up Mm -hmm. rest in peace Uh, aaron carter yes rest in pepperonis have I have I talked about how Aaron Carter was the first concert I ever went to? No, tell us. Aaron Carter was the first concert I ever went to. It was, uh, I think it was in July of 2002 uh, at the Oklahoma City Zoo Amphitheater. It was Aaron Carter and the, the opening act was the A-teens. Do you know about the A-teens? Huh. No, I don't. Tell me about the them. The A-teens were um, a... Uh, were they Swedish? Let me look up the 18th. They were, they were, yes, they were a Swedish pop group of four teens that were an ABBA tribute band. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, and they were, they were 
really popular late 90s early 2000s among mm-hmm. like the the nickelodeon type groups uh, and they they opened up for aaron carter whenever i saw wow. him on tour Wow, have they done anything lately or was that like their they have not thing? been active since 2004 okay well it's been <laughs> a hot minute <laughs> it's been a while yeah i i wonder i'll have to look up all of them individually and, and I'll, I'll get back to you next time on the, the 18s uh, update. Yes. What, what they've been up to. Looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, any, any songs from the first episode that you would put on any, any particular playlist? Um, well, the, the, the Lawrence song that he likes, probably not. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I mentioned that, like, you know, the, um, the, the one that Jeremy's band did this time mm-hmm. around really worked for me. Yeah, I think so too. I think, I think it, it worked a lot better in this, in this context. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what, are, what would be the things that are better or worse than reading? Giant jukebox, better or worse than reading? Um, worse, I'd rather be reading. Yeah, it's there. There's also a, a bit of like, uh, uh, you know, involuntary servitude aspect of putting all the bands inside of the jukebox. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that like is, I'm that is sure maybe problematic. Yeah, breaking a lot of labor laws and yeah. human rights laws. <laughs> um, let's see. Second episode, I guess the boys didn't really do anything. It was a Candace party. Um, yeah. Is the intimate get together better or worse than reading? Uh, famously not a party person or intimate intimate gathering person, so mm-hmm. I would say worse than reading. Okay, I think I think uh, it depends on who's at the party. Yeah, like if it goes out of control like this, where people who I didn't invite ended up showing up, uh, we would have issues. But if it was just people I like specifically asked for, then yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I also so so background information we're getting from the uh, the uh, wiki is that uh, so the the list of horror undesirable places are as follows: Burbank, Stonehenge, Under the Rug, Over There, Third and Main, Albuquerque, Montvale, and My Pants. Uh, <laughs> Burbank is where Walt Disney Studios is. Okay. Uh, and Montvale, New Jersey is the hometown of writer on the show, Zach Moncrief. Okay. I like that Albuquerque's in there. Yeah. Um, was this was this made written pre or post breaking bad? This like, was 2011, so it would have been mid breaking bad. Yeah. Do you think that the writers are big breaking bad stands and that's why they wrote Albuquerque in there? I could I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> Don't get caught up in the meth operation going on there. Um, I'm almost um, done my rewatch of Breaking Bad, by the way. I'm like on season five B. No, so I only have I still have I have I told the story of, of my experience watching Breaking Bad? No, tell. So I have seen exactly one episode of Breaking Bad, and mm-hmm. it is the last one. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and it's because I knew it was coming out. I was a freshman in college. This, mm-hmm. this was my first semester in college. I knew it was coming out on Sunday. I found this out on about Saturday morning. 
Um, and I wanted to be part of the conversation. So I spent all of Saturday and all of like Sunday afternoon reading plot synopses for every single episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> until I got to the finale and kind of understood. Why. Wow. So I've, seen, I've seen the finale and I've seen about the first 15 minutes of the pilot. Okay. Uh, and, and nothing in between. But I, 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 it's, it's one that I really need to get around. Yeah. Well, isn't it going to get off Netflix in like 2024 or 25 or something? So I guess I got a couple years then. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, the innators, the go away innator, better or worse? Or does that, does that impress his professor? Um, the go away innator? Um, I, I, I'd say it would. I think so too. I think the go. Yeah. I think I think both of these are good. Both the the yeah. go away innator and the uh, uh, big claw machine. I don't know if the claw machine had a name. I have a name. Hmm. My one thing though is that I think the professor would choose different uh, undesirable places to yeah. be on the wheel. <laughs> Besides Doofenshmirtz's pants. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see a, I don't see a, a, a name for the, the, uh, the claw machine, yeah. but I thought it was funny. It impressed me. Yeah. Uh, before, before we get into our rankings and, uh, points and things, Felipe gave us one more discussion question that came from his friend Bianca in Brazil. Um, and I need to do some looking up before I can properly answer this question. But he gave us a, a F. Mary Kill between mm-hmm. three movie cartoon penguins. And those three movie cartoon penguins are Mumble from Happy Feet, Skipper from Madagascar, and Cody from Surf's Up. Have you seen all of these movies, Tommy? I have, but it's been so long that I don't even really remember them <laughs> what about uh you? so i i know i've seen madagascar the penguins yes. of madagascar are pretty famous mm-hmm. um i don't think i have seen surfs up but i kind of get the vibe i know i've seen happy feet and don't really mm-hmm. remember much about it except for the kid likes to dance yeah i will say of the three movies i think surfs up is probably the best one okay I, yeah. that's the one i haven't seen maybe i should should go watch it I think I think I have my answer to this. Okay. Um, and this might upset some people. But I think uh I think you can get a lot of benefits from uh Skipper, the mm-hmm. the Madagascar penguin. He's got, you know, a lot of other penguin friends. Right. Uh, maybe maybe there are some good tax benefits to I feel like you can't you can't be with Skipper without also being with the other three guys. Right. Um, and I think I think there's some uh, insurance benefits there. So I think <laughs> I think I think the answer is Mary Skipper. Right. F. Cody, the surfer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and and kill Mumble, the, the dancing boy. Sorry, Mumble. Yes. Well, I mean, I think that's fair because I'm pretty sure most people say that Happy Feet is the worst animated feature to win in that category for the. Did Oscars. it win? Did that win? Yeah, it won. I'm pretty sure it won. Oh, okay. I've got to look this up. We'll see what what it beat. 
I'm pretty sure back then they only had like two movies in the animated category. Yeah, it did. It did win best animated feature in 2007. What did it Who, mean though? Yeah, right. That's that's what I'm trying to find. I saw something here that said uh, it's it's the fourth non-Disney or Pixar film to win best animated feature. Yeah, which I mean, I guess props on that because usually that is a, a Disney. The movie ends up winning the category. Uh, it beat, uh, it beat uh, Cars. Okay. And it beat uh, Monster House. Hmm. Sorry, and those AJ Norris. The two that, yeah, and those were just the two that were nominated. I'm sure there were others that didn't. Right. Weren't yeah, I'll, 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 uh, uh, do you know Monster House was written by Dan Harmon? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, let's see. What all animated movies came out in 2006? Um, let's see. Let's see. Over the Hedge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that was a good one. Disney Pixar's Cars. Um, oh, okay. Films, films released. There's a Curious George movie. Ultimate oh, Adventures. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie Dougal. Dougal. That rings a bell. Um, I don't think I've ever watched it. Let's see. Ice Age: There's... The Meltdown. Wow, I'm sure there has to have been at least one like anime film from like Japan that came out that was probably mm-hmm. better than Happy Barbie Day. Diaries. That should have definitely won best picture or best animated feature. Leroy and Stitch. <laughs> ever see Leroy and Stitch? No, is it a knockoff of No, Leroy? it's it's like a it's like a sequel kind of. But it like okay. uh uh it's the third and final sequel. Um okay. and I think it I think it was really like the series finale of the TV show Lilo and Stitch the series. Okay. Uh there's a lot of uh Veggie Tales. Tales from Earthsea, a Japanese movie. Oh, from- that, that- that's like one of the worst Ghibli movies. So it okay. definitely did not deserve to win. Okay. Um, Codename Kids Next Door, Operation Zero. Uh, Brother Bear 2, straight to DVD. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not a lot of competition. Scooby-Doo Pirates Ahoy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe Happy Feet was the best maybe, animated yeah, feature. I, I still probably would have given it to Cars over Happy Feet. But uh, yeah, you know. me too. The Emperor's New School debuted in 2006. Uh, I think that should have won. Yes. Uh, so I think now it's time to get to our points. We have, I'll, I'll share the document or share my screen now. We have five tiers of episodes. We put every episode into one of five tiers. From top mm-hmm. to bottom, those tiers are Queen of Mars, Yummy, 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 OK, Satellite Fell to Earth, and Busted. Uh, Felipe gave us his his tier for the first episode, but I think he didn't watch the second one. Okay, <laughs> so he he decided to put make play in the yummy 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 tier, and I think I am going to do the same. Oh my gosh, samezies! We're all I, like triplets. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was very fun. This this was yeah. a really good couple episodes. Um, I, I think both of them were fun. The make play, uh, was, was good. I liked the princess and the popper thing. I liked, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Schwartz's whole claw game thing. It was, it was, it was 
I was going to say firing on all cylinders, but I guess not quite all cylinders for me to put it in Queen of Mars. Most of um, the cylinders. Most, most firing on most cylinders. Uh, but I think, I think Candace gets busted was firing on all cylinders for me. I think I'm going to put that in a, in a Queen of Mars episode. Oh my gosh! Same here. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll find out from Felipe when he gets back what he thinks of Candace gets busted. But th- this was like very out of nowhere for me. I I I was not expecting it to be as good as it was, and it was it was solid all the way through. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the song was funny and, and added to the whole vibe of the episode. Doofenshmirtz was funny throughout this. This was a good one. Yeah. The peak Phineas and Ferb, even though Phineas and Ferb weren't really in this episode. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of the story. Like looking at some of, um, other episodes that we've, we've put in, uh, in top tier, I think, I think, Really, it's it's good Candace stuff and good Doof stuff that that gets mm-hmm. gets things so high. Um, so we also give points every episode to whoever won the episode. Uh, Felipe did not give us points, so he'll have to tell us when he gets back. Uh, but it, it, there's a very tight race at the top. Uh, Doofenshmirtz has 22 points throughout the season, and Candace has 19. Uh, and then the next people behind them are Ferb, Stacy, and Perry with 10. So one of, one of Doofenshmirtz or Candace is going to win the season. Um, and it's going to be pretty close. Um, I think, I think Candace definitely gets the point for me in, in make play. Uh, I think her, maybe there's, there's a little bit of, uh, um, you know, does Candace get the point or does the princess get the point? Uh, but I think Candace really had the better day. Candace yeah. got to be a princess for the day. She got to run barefoot through gold coins like she always wanted. Um, and she got the the concert with Jeremy. I I think I think uh, Candace deserves that point in the first episode. Yes, um, just to be different, I'll give it to the princess okay. um, because uh, she finally got to do something. Um, and you know what? At the end of the day, she got to go back to being a princess. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's good for her. <laughs> so first, first point on the board for Princess Baldigunda, and one point for Candace. I'm sure. I, I I was I was gonna predict where Felipe would give his point, but uh, I think as soon as I guess where he's gonna give his point, he's going to give it somewhere else to spite me. So I will I will <laughs> let <laughs> I will let him give his points when he gets back next week. Um, but, uh, it was a good, good episode for Candace. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have in the, in the second episode? Candace gets busted. Uh, probably Doofenshmirtz pants. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he got a party in there. I don't know what is else to say. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was also going, do you want to give it specifically to the pants or to him? I was going to give it to Doofenshmirtz for the pants. Um, but I'm I gonna can, give it to his pants. If you want to, <laughs> if uh, I will, I will put in Doof's pants for you. Doof's pants themselves can have their own point. Uh, so on the board, so we we haven't really settled the uh, the the Candace versus Doof thing yet, uh, but we're getting close uh, because I gave points to each of them. <laughs> So the 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 gap did not get any tighter. 
uh, and you gave points to two people who are related to Candace and Doofenshmirtz, but both <laughs> but both off the board. Uh, I th- I think it's very fitting. Yes. <laughs> Unlike Doof's pants when they got very big, which are probably not fitting very well at all. Um. So next time, we only have two episodes left in in uh, this season. So we're we're gonna we'll figure out some off season stuff whether we do another Brant steel or what. Um, but, but next episode uh, is going to be like an hour long. I think it's, I think it's two, two part episodes. Uh, and that is summer belongs to you, uh, which I am very excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that is roller coaster, the musical, and we're done with season two. Yeah. I thought roller coaster, the musical was in season three, but I guess it's a, the season two finale. So I'm yeah. excited. Very much looking forward to it. Looking forward to Felipe being back. Uh, do you have any uh, pop culture plugs? All right. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Cause I'm Navi. And as for a pop culture plug, um, since we talked about this earlier, sure, why not? Breaking Bad. It's a hmm. good show. <laughs> nice. I, uh, you can follow me anywhere at Davis, Will. Uh, we're trying to get uh, everyone and their brother back uh, to recording something. We've got four busy guys and and three of them married, one of them with a new baby. Uh, so we're we're trying to get this award show off the ground that we have been for months. Uh, but uh, you know, stay tuned. You can you can follow me in the meantime at Davis Comma Will. Um, pop culture wise, I think I'm I I've seen the first episode of Pressure Cooker on Netflix. Oh yeah, how do you um, like it? I thought it was really good. I'm I'm very excited to watch more of it. Um, yeah, it was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. it sort of combines like uh, the the social strategy of voting people out on Survivor with the the cooking of a Top Chef or a Chopped. Um, and the the people on there are pretty funny. Yes, really great cast. Yeah. Uh, so go go check out Pressure Cooker on Netflix, or if you have Peacock, go check out The Traders. Uh, which I am also going to check out soon. Um, So next time, Felipe will be back, and so will we. Summer belongs to you and to us and to all of us. Uh, This has been What You're Doing. So till next time, corndog, corndog, yummy, yummy, yummy. Bye. Lawrence, there's something weird going on at home. I'm afraid we're going to have to cancel our trip and head right back. (sighs) Would you like to yank my chain? Yes. Yes, I would.